with another episode of You Hate to See It, where we talk about all the things you love and hate to see. As always, I'm KP, and I'm here with my boys. I'm here with the magic man, Mikey Dimes. I'm here for you guys. Let's go. I'm here with the chief hater, a.k.a. master of hate, D-Wild. Yes, sir. Let's go, party people. And we've got a very special episode, because we're talking about, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. We're talking about a television masterpiece. <laughs> We're talking right. about the best episode of the season so far. All right. I think I feel like you said that every single episode that comes hey, out. Nah, you know? <laughs> hey, nah. hey, this episode, I'm gonna get to it, but this episode is up there top tier in Game of Thrones. Just okay, okay, shit. Just period, yeah. But yeah, we talking about that shit, nigga. Episode one, episode seven, season one, House of the Dragon, Driftmark. But before we get to it, spoiler warning. If you have not seen this episode, you know what to do. Hit the road, Jack. Hit the bricks. <laughs> Beat it, scrap. Beat it. Kick rocks, kid. This ain't for you. Kick rocks. But if you're a smart person, you caught up, you're at the right place. You're in the right place. But we about to get right into it. We about to get right into it. We start off. The whole family's back together at, at Lena's funeral. It's a, sad, it's a sad affair, you know, RIP, RIP Lady Lena. We got Vayman out here giving a, a hell of a speech, a very like a good little Malcolm X speech in high <laughs> He's throwing he's throwing some slick shots at Rhaenyra uh, in the in the They're boys. Really not even know, that but, slick, man. They're really not. You know, he's we like all got that direct, one. I, he's making direct eye contact with her too. We all got that one uncle that's just like an asshole, man. You know, come on. <laughs> that's just Uncle Vayman, man. But so we at the funeral. What y'all think about like how the funeral looked though? Because I was watching the. Um, House that dragons built, and like that's like a real island. They built all that shit. Like they really was dropping shit in the water. I thought that shit was like super dope to kind of see their culture on display like that. So, what y'all think about this opening scene? Yeah, yeah, I thought it was lit, man. I told, uh, I was saying, like, I really didn't even, you know, I like totally forgot, like, that the Valerians themselves can also speak High Valyrian. Like they, they are also from, you know, old Valyria. So they, they are also, you know, familiar with that language. And that's something that they pass down in their family and, and, you know, a kind of tradition. It's, it's kind of thought about as something that is like Targaryens only, but the Valerians as well is, you know, that's part of their tradition and their culture. But it's, I love that it's like such a stark contrast to, you know, everything you got just in the color of the clothes that they're wearing with the blues and everything being on the sea. It's like so much closer to like the Greyjoys and their rituals that mm-hmm. we saw, as opposed to like, you know, the the Targaryens or or kind of any other, you know, of the of the noble houses. They're they're really very much, you know, seafaring 
people and they honor that with with their deads by kind of sending them back into the ocean it really reminded me of like kind of when they were crowning euron and all that stuff and like what is dead mm-hmm. and they never die it gave me a lot of those vibes and kind of as they were flashing back to that yeah, yeah. i thought it was cool uh like you guys are saying we get a lot more context on the valerians uh kind of uh, you know, where they're from, as opposed to like you were saying with the Targaryens who, you know, use their dragon to burn uh, their dead in that ceremony. Although the Valarians do have dragon riders, you see that they still keep the sea very close to their chest, which is, which is cool. Cause I know I thought at some point we'd see sea smoke and maybe he'd be, he'd burn uh, Lena alive or Vagar would, but no, you begin, you, they return to the ocean where they are. And I think we, they get, there's a, a cool, uh, passage or some dialogue where like it's later on the show but uh rainier was referring to the valerians and how like you know fire consumes everything and it's death and the sea is freeing and it's kind of again a juxtaposition of the two houses and like i said even though they're both from old valir and how different that they are and how you know they've gained their power which which is uh, which is cool, and and Vayman was dropping some bars like when he was saying <laughs> uh, we, we are the blood of old valeria our blood runs thick I was I was getting goosebumps, and yeah. he was he was obviously you know throwing shade towards uh, Rainier, I believe, but to a point as well. Although I think he's kind of calling out, saying, "Yeah, we those kids ain't ours." I feel like he was in a way saying, "Like, yeah, those kids aren't ours, but like we're still the blood of old Valeria, so we, we'll still ride with you know that blood in yeah. a way if that makes sense." So he's got he's got a good. Uh, Valyrian uh, nationalism, like good Valyrian pride, you know what I'm saying? So you got to, maybe not nationalism, but pride for sure. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand why uh, why Damon like outwardly laughed at like one of the things he said. Like That kind of took, I, kinda, I mean, I'm not surprised, you know, that he did, but I was just, I don't know. I, I, I think he was just, I think he was just kind of laughing at just like how tense it all was, you know, just laughing at the situation because, like, this guy's just literally just blatantly talking about, like, subtweeting Rhaenyra and her kids. He's just like, Jesus Christ, like, I'm really back with these motherfuckers again. So I think that's kind of what that was. That's a, So that's a cool way to see that. I saw it as, like, that nigga Damon doesn't take this nigga seriously. Like at all, like he hasn't. I feel like going back to the Stepstones when Vayman was like shitting on Damon. Then, like when they were, you know, they're having the war in the Stepstones and whatnot. I feel mm-hmm. as though like he still just like doesn't really fuck with Vayman since yeah. since then. And so he's like, this nigga's over here trying to take shots because like Rhaenyra is visibly shook, like visibly shook by the words that he's saying. Like she's clutching mm-hmm. her kids tighter. The you know they're panning to like Otto like rubbing on his hand of the king sigil, but you also see like Viserys is like straight up like leant over looking at like Rhaenyra too and like bitch like you you really out here like you made this shit so obvious that like you know they they can clearly see it and they're calling us out in public, you know, like it so like Rhaenyra's worried about it. Viserys is like also like damn like you really had no kind of discretion and it's just it's really out here like these people know that you know they are not their own bloodline and whatnot but we were supposed to forge this alliance with them and it's kind of like a slap it to the face so i think both of them are more uneasy and damon just laughs because he doesn't take vayman seriously is what i'm saying because he just doesn't fuck with that yeah i can see that i can see that for sure so after the the funeral right 
Um, we head over to the wake. You know, everybody's, you know, they got the drinks going around, little hors d'oeuvres. They got the little cheese, wine and cheese board. Like, you know, it's, it's nice. It's a nice, classy function. You know, House Valarion does it right. Yeah. And so hey, this man, that, was, that, that boy, um, that boy, Amen, definitely take after Big V, man. Big alcoholic <laughs> vibes. <laughs> oh, Aegon. Aegon. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that man, a- yeah, not Amen. Aegon, a- bruh. Big, no. big taking after his dad, bruh. Schliz. Aegon, just don't, I just don't think he give a fuck. That's the, that's the problem. He's just a spoiled brat he, who doesn't think he's going to ever come into the throne when it's clearly mm-hmm. not the case. Cause people, a lot of people expect stuff from him. So he's just taking it as like a second son. He, I get more of a Damon vibe. I imagine him and Damon were probably more similar at their youth than, than him and Viserys. He's yeah. probably like, like Tyrion was as a kid. Just like, right. a, like a dickhead. Just he, he doesn't yeah. expect <laughs> to have true power. Although yeah. most likely power will be thrust upon him. Mm-hmm. Which, think, which is yeah. cool. <laughs> so let's let's just just go ahead and talk about them. All right. So Aegon and Aemon are sitting there, and uh, Helena is playing with bugs again. Uh, I don't yeah. know what's up with this girl. She's a, she's a she's an interesting character, man. But um, she's playing with bugs, and Aegon's like, man, really? I gotta marry. I gotta marry her. <laughs> I gotta marry this. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah Aemon's real. like, Aemon's like, Ableist. shit. <laughs> I know, Amy. was like, she and I do. She and I do it. I wish mom did. I was like, chill out. I was like, hey, yo. Hey, this is this is a dub episode uh, for Amen, to be honest. Because oh, one, sure. I feel like we we get a lot of context just from that first conversation of the kind of person he is and how different these two brothers are. If anything, mm-hmm. just from that conversation. I would say fuck Aegon and Aemon should be the should be the one who inherits most of the shit because he's the one who, who who cares or takes it seriously or even cares about his family. And he I feel like he gets what's going on around him way, way more than Aegon does. Yeah, yeah. Aegon's is he's kinda out of touch, you know. He's just like, oh, I just wanna drink and fuck, ooh, ooh. and Aemon's like, no, like he's he's got that he's made that real Targaryen shit, man, and mm-hmm. you can tell. Man, Amon twelve and already a square, bro. Let me. Let, let, I mean, let's be real here. Y'all want to. Y'all want to hang with Aegon if y'all trying to have a good time. And y'all trying to have. A, y'all trying to get you know do keg stands at the party, have some beer keg pong. Man. Aegon, Aegon, the guy that you want to party with. Amon is oh, is definitely shit. like he said. He seems like he's kind of like a twat and a kiss ass. To, nah, you know, to, I, think, I think Aegon's a dick. That's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> Another um, interaction I wanted to uh, talk or not really interaction was um, Rhaenys and Rhaenyra. Um, so they kind of walk past each other and it's like super icy, super cold. They don't even acknowledge each other. And um, so you can kind of see that uh, Rhaenys feels like super slighted by how Rhaenyra has conducted business um, with her with her children. And um, so y'all were saying Allison was, the people were saying Allison had a point, the wrong one, fuck with it. You know, Randy's not fucking with it, so women for Trump. That's that's y'all, man. First of all, first of all, let's, 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 let's just be honest. Let's just be honest. Allison, not Allison, Randy's has every, every right to be feeling the way she is. Because one, she's already overlooked because she knows how it goes. She already knows that 
if Rhaenyra wants to be queen, you can't be conducting yourself however which way you want to conduct yourself. I'm sorry. And then you come to Driftmark to our home with these kids where everyone can see. And then I'm looking at you where like you still you still think you can be air and you, it's like you just don't think anything's wrong. That's the issue. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I get what Mike's saying. Like, it's like, come on now. Like, you're trying to be the first woman ruler of Westeros. Like, you got to be you got to dot your I's and cross your T's. Like, right. You got to be on your P's and Q's. Like, shit, when o, when Obama was running for presidency, we had to make sure no fucking like we was hoping every day. No fucking <laughs> standards came out. Nothing. This nigga Donald <laughs> J. Trump. Everything in the book came out, and that nigga still won the election. Like you know, a black man would never have that. When you are when you are someone who is like already fighting an uphill battle, you gotta really be you know have your shit on point. And I think that's what respectability politics. Yeah, I, th- I think that's what Rainey's is mad I mean, about. Like she's like she's like I did this shit right, and I still didn't get it. And you out here being sloppy and shit, and you gonna get passed up. That's like, what you know, Alice is mad about. No, Allison's jealous. No. Rainey's, I think Rainey's is actually like she because Rainey's had that heart to heart with her back in like episode two or three. She's like, look, mm-hmm. they had a chance to pick a woman. They chose not to. Like you really she's like, I know how the world works. Like you have to be like, you know, you you've got a shot at this, but it's gonna but it's still highly unlikely. And all you're doing is making it even harder for yourself to be accepted for this. Allison is just a fucking hater. Like, you know, calling a spade a spade. Mm-hmm. Allison is just mm-hmm. mad that she can't go around here and fucking do all that shit. And she's like a self-righteous hypocrite, you know. But Rainey's, I think, you know, it's coming from a different place. She's like, I think more so it's like she feels disrespected. And she's somebody that could actually feel disrespected. Because that's actually like, bro, you're supposed to marry her son or whatnot. And, you know, like these are supposed to be my grandkids and they're white kids. Like these are not my grandkids, bro. Like, come on now. Like, I, like they're her what Man. cousins, I guess, because, yeah, you know, on no, the Targaryen side. Either. But she's like, they are not Valerian. She's like, I mean, you know, this is kind of a disrespectful to the Valerian. That's the family that actually should be mad and was not as mad as we anticipated. Well, Allison, Allison, like you said, she is a bona fide hater. That that's just straight up. I mean, yeah, she a hater, but she may be a hater, but she has a reason to hate for right now. Oh, like, God, no, yes, no. okay, okay. Let, let's just break it down. Let's just, <laughs> let's just break it down. Yeah, is she mad that uh, Rhaenyra got to go around kind of doing whatever she wants? Yeah, sure. That that's a reason. That's a reason to be mad. But when you are supposed to be the heir to the throne over my son, who is by all rights in the council and every precedent in Westeros, that her firstborn son should be the king. And you acting like this, first of all, you showing her and everyone else that you don't deserve it. That's what it's showing. That's what it, that's what it's showing. So why are you taking, why are you taking food out of, out of um, my son's mouth? when you can't act right. It ain't taking no food out of young Aegon's mouth, but hold on. <laughs> we ain't even got to... We'll get to this later because they literally... Like, she literally pulls a knife on us. We can get to the Allison versus Rhaenyra. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, back at this wake. All right, so we see Rhaenyra tell Jace. She's like, oh, look, man. Uh, you should go comfort your cousin. They just lost the, mo- the mother. And he's like... Hey, I just lost my pops, man. Like, <laughs> where's my sister? That nigga Jay's like, not discreet at all. <laughs> like, yeah, so he's out. just like, chill. And then, so he goes <laughs> over there, and 
like you can see like the kids, like they realize that they're different, but you know, they, they're close. They still have that bond. They're all Valarions at the end of the day. And even though Ray Nice doesn't want to acknowledge it, you know, that, that was kind of sad for me to see, you know, because Jason's over there trying to comfort his two younger cousins. And Ray Nice is like, boy, bye. You know, she, she pulls a cat start. You know, I don't fuck with that shit, man. You know, no no yeah. child left behind. It's not a, it's not a great look for Ray Nice, like to just go over and shun the kid. Because like, like low key, like I could see, Cor- like, like I said, Corliss would make a whole lot more sense than Rainey's because because those kids still Targaryen so they still related to Rainey's how like as this they're not like her grandkids you know technically but they are like they are still somehow related to you so you you actually don't have to feel as strongly about like just hating the kids just for the fact of the kids like you can be mad at Rhaenyra I understand your why you're mad at Rhaenyra but you don't actually have to it doesn't have to extend to the kids because they're still actually your blood and your family right mm-hmm. and then I thought it was real cool that they you know they they didn't really say much like they didn't say anything they just kind of came over and um was it Bela or um that like grabbed Jace's hand and just kind of held yeah. held their hand and that they had like moment. They had a kind moment, and you kind of you you see that bond, you know, later on in the episode as well. And yeah, I took I, I took that wake right there because I know we get to see the very beginning uh, of that wake. Viserys, I think, notices the walls are closing in on him, so that's why, at least um, on him and Rhaenyra, which is why he goes to Damon and was like, "Look, bro, like we need you back in the city. Yo, you can do all you want. Hey, just you and Craxy, just come on back, man. We need you." So you could say you could see he's doing his re- recruiting there, but I also think you could take away from this scene um, that that the Valarians and Team Black are kind of you know situating each other, situating situating themselves with each other. Like you see that bond being being forged. So it's like, all right, you know, the Greens got whoever they have, but now we have, although you know, technically these kids aren't ours and aren't technically Valerians, you could see. The mate, the the two Valarian daughters, or sorry, Damon's two daughters, and you see Lucerus and Jaceris kind of forming their pack to again bring more dragons over to Team Black, which I think maybe could be overshadowed by what, what's happening. But I think that's what I saw and took away from the scene: alliances being forged. I mean, you see Corliss straight up like be like, "Hey, Lucerus, like Luke, like you're gonna you're gonna be the you know the ruler, the Lord of House Tide," and that nigga drops the saddest bar. Like, hey man, I don't I don't want to be Lord. That means everybody else is dead. And I was like, "Shit, Damn. <laughs> he don't belong here. This this world too tough for him. I'm exactly. him to grow up ASAP." Right, he's, he's a like sweet kid, though. man. Grow up, <laughs> grow up. Right. You can't have so, a childhood in, in Westeros. What do you mean? Damn. Damn. So, speaking of uh, House Valarion and the next uh, Master of Driftmark, uh, we get some time with Corliss and Rhaenys next. You know, we didn't see him last episode. It's our first time seeing him since the time jump, and you know, we get some good legacy talk here. You know, Corliss is. Still putting up the front that he's doing all this because Rhaenys was wrong, that the great council. But, you know, at the end of the day, we know it's all it's just his pride talking. You know, he's he's ambitious and he wants uh, to see the Valarion name, you know, covered in glory. So what do we think about uh, this conversation, this bit of character development between these two? And uh, how about Rhaenys kind of wanting to uh, move the line through Lena instead of with uh, Lenor's sons? I agree with everything she said. 
I think I think she uh I think he she might have gotten through to him a little bit because at the end I felt like his pride was hurt. Like, damn, she makes a lot of uh, good points. But he does say history doesn't remember uh blood, they remember names. But Bad. it don't matter because his sons are gonna be Targaryen whenever they ascend the throne. Only so the first just one. Only only Jace. Only Jace. Joffrey and Lucerys will stay Valyrian. Oh yeah, true. Joff- Joffrey and Lucerys will stay Valyrian. So I think I mean, talk about talk about like in terms of like a, a relationship where they can be honest with each other. Like it's very rare that you see that and you know, and they're kind of seen as equals and he values her mm-hmm. opinion and she can kind of speak her mind freely. Like I think it's great to see that agency and to see that in the relationship and and whatnot. But I also think it's a is a bad look for Corliss. That nigga looks low-key kind of hypocritical, right? He's mad that, you know, Rainier, Rainice wasn't handed the crown as, you know, because she was a woman or whatnot. So when she flips the script on him, she's like, all right, we'll make like make your line pass through your, you know, pass through the the women of your family because we know they are true. You know, they, these are black kids like we know they are actually Valerians, like, you know, make the line pass through them. And it seemed it's kind of hypocritical. Right. What do you think? Well, I mean, see, here's the thing. Like. Yeah, that sounds good, but what are the implications of that? You're automatically saying, okay, we are not believers in Jaceris, uh, Jason, Luke, and Joffrey. We're just like literally disowning that whole plan that we had spent years trying to concoct. Like, you can't do that. That tells the whole realm that, okay, these kids are the basically... But you can't illegitimize it. It's, yeah, it's, they all, are it's all rumors, right? It's all They're rumors legit, now. Yes. You can't provide no evidence to that. Like it's all this is literally all rumors, and rumors can't do shit. Everybody yeah. like they were calling Tom and Joffrey bastards, and like okay, kill them. Niggas was <laughs> like, you know what I'm That was like like okay, prove it. They yeah, literally kings. rumors or whatever. So that would give life to those rumors and that would be a clusterfuck even worse than the one we're about to get. So you might as well do pick you, a side and stay on it. Do you think that another reason why he doesn't, like he does mention directly like, hey, we, would you want to cast an even bigger shadow on those kids? But he mm-hmm. also mentions before that, like disinherit our son. Like, do you think it's it's kind of like because he doesn't want to grapple with the fact that Lenor is gay? Like, you know, he can't accept that. Like, do you think that could be another reason, you know, why? No, I think I think he just yeah, loves his son, man. I think he just just doesn't want to, like, disinherit his kid. Like, his, his Lano would be like the laughing stock of the realm if that were to go down, you know? Mm-hmm. So that would be super ugly for all parties involved, you know, just just go with the flow, man. Renee's need to chill out. You know, she's like, she shouldn't be mad. She's the white one. It's a funeral, right? It's a funeral. She lost her daughter, right? You know, there's tons of reasons why, you know, she's feeling the way she's feeling right now that are very valid. Yeah, you know, for sure. You know, she's grieving. We all grieve in our, in our own way. So, <laughs> All right. So then we get which was, in my opinion, the best scene of the episode. You know, it's late. You know, Damon and Rhaenyra have snuck out. Aegon has just been woken up 
on the stairs by Otto. That was some real Tywin Joffrey energy right there. Uh, just yeah, why did, why did he do that in front of everybody, though? He didn't. It was off to the side. He kind of yeah, like yeah. checked over his shoulder. He checked over his shoulder to make sure no, make sure nobody was looking, and then kicked the shit yeah. out of him. I was like, "Get your ass up and go to bed." He kicked. Yeah. He kicked him. Then he, when he brought him up, he still walked him through a crowd. He walked him right by Amond or whatever, and then told him yeah, to get his ass to, to I was like, yeah. "I mean, where else was he it's supposed to go?" That's family here. Way. Yeah. <laughs> It's just fan here, but it was, but, it was um, crazy that he he like kicked him and you know treated him like that because you saw how last ep like when Chris Nicole or when Sir Harwin put his hands on him he like freaked out so it was it was kind of like a Tywin you know, big Tywin vibes like you said grand grandpa shit man <laughs> you know, yeah. but um yeah so and um Aegon gets snatched up and Aemon is sneaking out looking for a dragon so a lot of the discourse about this part of the episode was that it was too dark. Did you guys have this problem or, or do we own good TV? <laughs> niggas, need, niggas need to get an OLED, man. They need to get that. They need to get some quality TVs. Now, nah, man, you cut off all the lights and everything and you just right, got a TV man. on. No, yeah, that's it, what I did. That, it was smart, dark. Man. I was like, let me cut these lights off real quick and it was, oh, it was way better. Look, man, oh, yeah. if you watch Game of Thrones long enough, you need to know they they don't shoot in the dark. Like, that's just <laughs> the thing. So, so you need to have all lights off so you get no contrast, no glare, nothing while you watch you put it. Put a backlight on your shit. Yeah. You got to be prepared. <laughs> I, I'll say this about our boy Eamon. That is a bold motherfucker. Bold. That kid is bold, man. I First of all, just to see Vagar next to Eamon... Vagar is huge, man. She's 170 some years old. Yeah, I think they said 130. Something. She's 130 oh, right now, is what they said in the like the house that built it. And she's like 150 meters long. Like she's fucking massive. Man, if I if I were him and and I'm already kinda I imagine he's already kind of scared of dragon. I'm definitely going with the pup first, man. I I couldn't just I couldn't just walk up to Vagar and be like, Dahar is Vagar. The hard. I would have been shitting my man. Hey, I respect it. That's why for me, I was. I, I'm thinking. Yeah, Amon. Amon. I'll give him. I'll give him his uh, his flowers. That's respect right there. Yeah, man. Amon. Amon is him. Man. I, I'm super excited. I've been waiting on this the whole time. You know, a lot of people was like, "Oh, we, I want to see Lena claim Vagar." You know, that would be cool to see. Like, no doubt. But they were saving the big Vagar moment for for this episode. And it did not disappoint him, man. He got up there and it was like Vagar was was really kind of testing him, you know, trying to shake him off and going on some crazy dips and, you know, um, dives and shit like that. And he thugged it out, man. And he came back down a different person. Like, came that's back like down really a really different person. That's like big, getting baptized big, by fire right there. That's, <laughs> that's, that, that's where a Targaryen earns his wings. So he came back down a dickhead. That's what he came back down. <laughs> fuck I heard too. Fuck, fuck <laughs> that guy. Look. Hey, man. That guy. I like, I the largest weapon in the known universe for myself. Like, it, like it's the, it does what I say. That's yeah, crazy. He's like, he's he's really yeah, playing he, the nuke. And he's, <laughs> he's literally sitting on the most powerful entity in the world of game of thrones i'm gonna come down feeling uh, uh being a, a certain type of way too you can't tell me nothing if i come down after riding vagar i'm just saying like like, like chill out boy pump the brakes like you got a little too much <laughs> dip on your chip there like, you know what i'm saying like come on now he came back like a, a real dickhead like i thought it was 
it was definitely like, okay, I'm trying to think like from his perspective, what drove him to do that. And I really think it's just like, he feels as though he has nothing to lose, right? He's the youngest. He's the youngest of the Targaryens. He has no claims to anything. His brother and his sister are, you know, betrothed and, you know, their mom is trying to position them to be the next king and queen. Where does that leave him? It doesn't really leave him with anything. So he's always feeling like the odd man out. Even his brother gets, you know, along better with his nephews than he does, you know, him. So I feel like he just kind of felt like, well, what the fuck do I have to lose? Like you might, I might as well go do it. I gotta, you know, kind of prove myself. And, you know, he, he had his back against the wall and did it. And then he just came back, like feeling like he was on top of the world. Right. So I think, I think that's going to have, like, we saw how in the short amount of time, it completely changed his demeanor. And I think as we go from, you know, the rest of the season, he's going to be a completely different character. Cause he was very like, I just felt like he, he felt like very weak and powerless. And now he's going to have a completely different air about him. Cause you know, you, he felt kind of like that. Like he was mothered and protected when we saw him in the last episode and he was kind of like picked on by Egon and, and Jason Luke. And now I think we're going to see a completely different confident um, and, you know, arrogant and boastful version of, of Eamon going forward. Yep, man, he did some legendary shit, man. So you got to, hey, you do some legendary shit, you get free reign to be a legend, man. Go go for it. <laughs> He's a bold kid, man. That's a bold kid. All right, so what are we what are we calling it? Uh Daenerys or or Raymond? Raymond. <laughs> Raymond. <laughs> so regular. That's so regular, but yeah. Raymond. <laughs> Just Raymond. Everyone loves Raymond. We don't like Daenerys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so either way, either way, whatever we call him, I'm vindicated because I called this what three, four episodes ago. Yeah, you called it. Put down the board for Mikey Dimes. You are a nasty You are a you are one nasty nigga, man. Do you understand how the game works? Niggas out hey, here man, been begging know. for, uh, hey, for an uncle and niece. Y'all playing checkers. I'm playing chess. This is honestly, this is honestly like they probably have a word for this, like where you you meet a child and you just make them like sexually fall in love with you. Because I feel like this is very yeah, manipulative. <laughs> Do Western. <laughs> yeah, like this, this was very manipulative. And when Damon left, like I gave him a lot of leeway because, like you said, he was like, "You were a fucking child." Like he realized, like, okay, the shit I'm doing is like this is way like. I was kind of doing it just to fuck with my brother and kind of, you know, like position myself for more power. But then he really like, you know, once he realized like he couldn't get it up and he was conflicted about whether this was right or wrong. Like I gained some more respect for him because I was like, OK, at least he kind of has a line. And even when, you know, Rhaenyra is really putting the moves on him again, he was like, chill, like, you know, chill. Like, you know, you were, you were a child. You were a child and everything. And she's like, I'm not a child anymore. And I was like, Bam. Chill. Put that I was like, on God me. damn. She was really like, <laughs> she was really like beaming for that shit. And I, I was like, going Damon, on. Damon left because he what he was doing was fucked up. And he finally realized, like, hey, this shit is fucked up. And now it came back. And it's like, I don't think it just because 10 years has passed, I don't think that shit is still okay. It's still fucking incest. It's still fucking weird. And it's still coming from like Damon was always seen as like a, a role model and somebody she looked up to. And now she's over here slobbing on the knob for the guy. Like, come on, man. 
Come on, man. Look, this is the Targaryens, man. If you ain't with it, man, they go over to Team Green, man. That's what I'm saying, man. I don't know why I was surprised, man. The whole their whole family's incestuous, man. Come on, man. What are we doing? <laughs> now, we're, now we're raising eyebrows because it's a uh, uncle and, and a niece. Come on, man. That shit was beautiful, man. Come on. This shit was beautiful. <laughs> I ain't saying that, but I'll say it was expected. And if they did this, when I said they did it, None of this will be ha- literally none of this would be happening. Rhaenyra yeah. will be ascending the throne with two pure blood Targaryen kids, and it'd be Alice and who? Them and them kids would have eight fingers and nine toes and shit. <laughs> inbred ass kids, and he they was all also inbred already. He was also married. <laughs> We're literally he, already he inbred. Also already married at the point, you know. So it's like that throws another, you know, kind of wrench into the situation. You know, so now, now that you, you know, like a, like, you acting like a wife can't be killed. Jesus. You said that like things can't, pieces can't be moved for this to happen. Like he said, no one's above, no one's above depravity, as she said. I don't believe Allison's, you know, capable of cold murder. And he said, <laughs> shit. And and you know she's like, well, I believe you are, and he's like, bitch, which one? Man? He's like, bitch, which one? That nigga just he was like, yeah, you got me, like, yeah, which one? Like, I don't give a fuck. I'm I'm about this life. Like, I, that's what I fuck with. Damon. Damon's never hiding who he is. Like everybody knows. Damon put like, that Damon, cloak on. It's a wrap. <laughs> Damon, Damon knows Somebody he's a, he's God. he's like, look, man. He's like, I I might be. He's like, I'm for my family, but I'm not a good guy. Like, you know, he he doesn't, you know hide away from the fact where you know as we see Allison she tries to you know have this self-righteous and and duty honor and sacrifice like bitch are you house Tully like come on now like <laughs> you, you fucking hide like I don't even know the the house words for for the high towers but she's over we here acting the way. like light the way we, yeah we light, light, the, light the way, way. we light the way well bitch follow that because <laughs> duty duty honor and sacrifice ain't you Shit. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, let's get into it, man. This has been like the moment that all the trailers, you know, were really teasing leading up to the most. Well, shoot, it's only episode seven. So, if this was what the shit was leading up to, I don't know what's coming next, but this was really the big moment of the episode, you know. So, we yeah. get the blacks and the greens, the battle lines are drawn. Shit really just hits the fan whenever. Um, Eamon comes back uh, on Vagar and gets his eye cut out. So, yeah, let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk about the let's kid talk jumping scene. The kid fight. The kid, yeah, the kid fight. The that was a pro- that was a proper scrap. These <laughs> 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 really, five year old kids is really jumping their cousin. Like that's that's, wow, that's some wild shit. They were really jumping them. They were like, that's that's crazy. And then Eamon legit choke was about to choke out one of his. Bro, <laughs> he was forced. <laughs> In that nigga, I was like, damn, you one hand grabbed him. He's sweet. Like, Eamon, Eamon was in his bag. I'm going to come clean. But also, <laughs> the niggas are like nine and you're like 13. So you've, you've like at least hit one one part of puberty and then niggas are still like actual kids, like missing a shit ton of teeth. Like, he one punches yeah, like a Lucas six-year-old. Like six. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Lucas, like, he one punches a six-year-old and breaks. Punch out Baylor? That's what I thought he initially punched was Baylor. He threw her to the side he, easily because she's the younger he sister. Threw Raina punch Bela. Oh, Bela got Bela, one. Bela got a good punch in. She got yeah, her one. Like, she got her one. 
And then hey, that's right. I, I, fuck, I fuck with even though they bastards. I, I, I fuck with Luke and Jace, man. You saw you saw uh, Jace pull up that knife real quick. <laughs> like, where did you get that knife from? They got that hard. Hey. They got Luke hard, and Jace man. are good kids, man. Like, Thanks. I know, I know, people not fucking with the bastard wave right now, but but y'all gonna love these kids, man. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, hey, like Bela, Bela and Reyna, like they came, they came through and woke them up in the middle of the night, and then niggas was like, all right, let's ride. Like they got up, no hesitation. They got up, no hesitation. Like let's go, we squatting up, like we we about to action. What's going on? And it was like they stealing Vega, yeah. like we hopping out, like all right, bet. And they put them like, like okay, can I get my mom first? Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. I was like, can we call her, can we call her grown-ups? Like that's a, I was like, that's a big dragon. That sounds like a big dragon problem. I'm a, I was like, you know, I'm more a starter dragon, you know. Like that niggas was not that niggas was up, they was ready, they was active, they was about that action, and and Jace kind of came in and got some hits on for for there to be like a three-year age gap or whatever, too. Man, they were stopping him out for a second, man. He was holding his own for for a second there. I mean, until until um fucking Eamon grabbed that rock, man. And then niggas said, all right, now you – I was like, we using weapons. I was like, we using yeah. weapons now. I got to pull out my knife now. That's what we doing, you know? And that was oh, good yeah. teamwork. They made one eye move. I was like, oh, they, they was in sync. One eye move. Throw into the dirt slice. I was like, oh, that's, that's, a, that's, that's, a, true, team that's a true combo. That was a true combo right there. They said, uh, I, I was I was waiting on Amen to to lose eye because I, I didn't know how he how he did lose it. To be honest, going in, I knew he I knew he was aiming one eye. I knew that. I don't, I didn't want to spoil anything. But they also did foreshadow the episode before when they said in order to gain a dragon, you have to lose an eye. So yeah, I knew he was going to lose it, but. I like I like how how they how they showed it uh, showed in this and then after this fight where well, we go uh, we get I guess the big like you said the big meetup Team Green versus Team Black and this is like the second time in the episode where my mouth literally dropped. Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like this is like the first time where we get the situational irony that we all know is happening is pretty much just told to to you know every major power in Westeros. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here thinking, they he they really just said that out loud. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to point out that um, they you know Viserys starts this off like bitching at the Kingsguard and like what oh, the fuck did like your job is to protect them? What the fuck? Where the fuck were y'all niggas doing? And Kristen Cole's like giving excuses like nigga, you're fucking inept. Like you literally <laughs> were on Nightwatch. That's literally your yeah. job, nigga. I was like, you was over there, you know chatting it up with Allison and not watching the kids and everything. So that's he was like, oh I didn't I didn't expect princes to fight princes. Like then you know the fuck we are? Princes fight princes all the time. <laughs> that's that's actually Literally. that's actually expected. Their number one enemy <laughs> nine out of ten times is gonna be a family member. Like that is that is the anticipated villain for them. You need to be watching them extra close. You know? Like okay, come on. Quick now. quick question. Have y'all been uh, peeping the the strife between uh, Sir Harold and Sir Kristen, like they, they kind of bump right. heads a little bit. I don't know. What, I don't know what that's about. He don't uh, fuck they, with that nigga. He knows that nigga is pussy whipped or whatever. Like you know, yeah. he's just he's he's putting Allison before his his duty. Because when Allison right. calls to him later in the episode, Harold, they pan the Harold looking at Kristen real quick. Like they cut to him real quick where he's I he's like, he's, you know, kind of clutching his sword. Like, is this nigga really about to try some shit? So, so I ask this, is there potential for um, a division in the Kingsguard, like down the green and black lines? How would that look? 
I imagine they both were going to get their own Kingsguard or Queensguard and Kingsguard. I'm saying, like, the, the, the Kingsguard right now, like, do we see, like, uh, Harold Westerling going to one side and Kristen Cole being on the other? Or Well, the way I would see it, I don't know if there's going to be a division amongst the Kingsguard. I imagine it's going to be a, a, a division amongst Sir Kristen Cole and the Kingsguard. Because I imagine uh, Sir Harold is going to take or is going to guard whoever the heir is. So since Rainier is still the named heir, him and all his boys are going to obviously flock to her while Sir Kristen Cole, who doesn't fuck with Rainier anymore, is going to probably just, you know, stick close to the queen. That's yeah, what I would imagine happen. My hot take, man, is that Chris Nicole is going to kill that nigga Harold Westerling. Like, RIP, man. RIP Harold. But I feel like I feel like that nigga, you know, he just he just ain't got it in him no more. Like, you know, he's over there. He's got an eye on him, but he's, you know, he's about five, ten years past his prime, you know. And Chris How Nicole, you kill a I mean, king's guard, though? That's what I'm saying. Hey, man, I don't, I don't know, but that nigga got to move up to Lord <laughs> Commander of the King's Guard somehow. And I, and I know it's not he's not gonna wait for that nigga to die of old age, so <laughs> you know, he gonna get that nigga out the paint somehow. Is all I'm saying is you know he will be responsible. I can see Loris being responsible for his downfall. Yeah, I mean, yeah, indirectly, Chris Loris Cole is like, look, Loris itching for another body. Yeah, he like, please, please, <laughs> Queen, please, let me do some more killing. As he's God, over there just damn. staring at her the whole wake, like, mm, just Jeez. real. Do y'all think? Okay. Like, what do you do? You think maybe Loris Laris has um has like affection for for Allison? Like, do y'all no, think? I he, don't know. No, you I think don't he kind of so. like fucks with her, like you know, on some on because it's like, why else is he doing this shit? Like, just for Allison? I think his motivation lies. He sees that Team Green is going to be the one who arises from the bloody conflict. So he thinks if he can shed blood for who he presumes would be the leading house after all this, he's going to be rewarded. The question is, what does he want? I I, I, I couldn't imagine what he could possibly want. He's, he's already going to be Lord of Hall. He's already going to be a major lord uh, in the kingdom. So it's literally what, could, what else could he want? Because it's not like, I mean, the queen ain't going to fuck him, I don't think. <laughs> well, hey, well, I mean, I've been wrong about this yeah. stuff before now, but facts. What what Funk Funk's theory on that shit was like? She thinks that he's trying to position himself to be hand of the king. Like you know, she they get Allison. You know, the Greens end up winning. You know, winning. Egon takes the the air, and then he kind of slides himself to be you know basically the you know the second most powerful person in the kingdom. From, you know, a dude that's, you know, from the position that he was in as the second son to, you know, hand of the king. I can I can actually see that. But if I were Allison and knowing what I know this dude's capable of already, I would not make him hand of the king at all. I would try to get him as soon as if I were her, as soon as my t- uh, team or, or faction wins, I'm getting him out the pain. I'm, I'm <laughs> on him because he cannot be trusted. He is the first Damn. person that you kill after you win the Facts. war. <laughs> the very first person I'm coming after. All right. So to get back on track a little bit, um, we're all in the in the Great Hall, the Hall of Nine. Amos getting his eye patched up. Uh, and Allison's like, yo, what the fuck? My, my kid lost an eye. And then Rainier walks in. Everybody's just kind of filing in except Lenore, who's out Set the paint Bro, the town red. Where the fuck was that nigga? <laughs> that nigga Lenor, the deepest sleeper I ever known, bro. Goddamn. Uh, Everybody in their mama got woke up. 
Someone said uh, Lenore showed up the next morning covered in glitter. Like, what happened? (laughs) (laughs) Hell no. But, um, yeah, so everybody's kind of uh, coming into the Hall of Nine, and everybody's getting, like, the different story. Vizera's like, yo, what the fuck? And everybody starts yelling. Uh, They call me a this. They did this. They attacked me. And Viserys gets fed up. And, you know, every every episode, he raises his voice to 10. And it takes, like, all his life force away from him. He's like, everybody shut up. But then he just got to, like, sit down. Just, like, just shaving off three years of his life with every facts. decibel that increases. Yeah, every time he turned up, man, his health bar started flashing. So, so that's <laughs> what happens. And Allison demands an eye for justice. And Rhaenyra's like, hold on, player. They call my sons bastards. Yeah. This is a, a power a power move for Rainier because she's like, all right, let's Absolutely. get this out. Let's, let's air this shit out right now. I want you to say in front of everybody my kid ain't a bastard. We can put this shit to bed. Facts. And then A guy's like, I mean, mom, look at them. They're not one of us. In front of the whole hall? Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, well, Amy, Amy kind of did that nigga egg on dirty, bruh. He was like, because <laughs> that nigga, that nigga Amen was dead ass staring at his mom. And you see Viserys look over and be like, bitch, didn't I tell you to shut the fuck up about this bullshit? And now you're out here telling the kids? He's like, how many times I told you to shut the fuck up about this shit? And he was pissed. And he's like, uh, egg on? And he's like, nigga, me? He's like, <laughs> like, nigga was shook. He was like, me? And then, like, uh, he, hey, props to, props to egg on for just kind of rolling with with it too because I would have been pissed. I might have snitched on my mom the way she was slapping me earlier in the episodes and shit. But no, nah, <laughs> he was like, I mean, look at them. Like they're clearly not black. Like, you know, without without saying that, he's like, they're these are clearly white kids. Like come yeah, on. what a moment in, in thrones in thrones history. I literally my my mouth dropped. I couldn't believe he said that. Cause I was like, all right, we're back. Right near, all right, we're about to clear the clear the air. It's gonna be good. Now it's gonna be momentum shifted team black. Then nope. Momentum instantly switched back to green. Cause the sales ain't do shit again, man. He he always wants to know like that. If I was battle tested, could I could I have done it? Nigga, no. You had multiple <laughs> chances to do to to stop any infighting, to do your job as king, and you just let this shit happen. You let your, your damn son's eye get cut out. Because you too weak to make a decision. Because she even says she was like that answer won't suffice, which is facts. Well, okay, so if you're Viserys, what the fuck is he supposed to do? Is he supposed to take his grandson's eye? No, I ain't saying that. <laughs> I ain't saying, I'm saying. I'm saying, what the fuck is Viserys supposed yeah, to do in that Viserys scenario? Yeah. I say, if you're not my family, get the fuck out. We got we got some shit to work out, and we're gonna end. We're gonna squash this shit right then. That's what he tried to do. He said everybody in post dies. Yeah, and technically then, the only people Allison, in there are family. It's him and the Val- it's Targaryens and it's Val- Valerian. So like he said, everybody apologized, and Allison was like, "Nah, fuck that," and took his knife and attacked Rhaenyra. Yeah. Oh, Allison, like, man, let's just go to bed, nigga. I'm tired. Like, he's like, yeah, he's like bro, I'm gassed. Well, do you think Allison should have been should have been punished for uh, pretty much cutting <laughs> off? Yes, uh, Okay, she could have done something. I'm locking Allison up in the tower like Fiona, nigga. Could have done something then, right? No, oh, absolutely. Allison, yeah. Yeah. Allison I know me. where these rumors are coming from if I'm the king. Like, come on. Like, Facts. It's the I same thing. I was mad about it last week. 
He could squash this easily. He could squash this easily. Send everybody out, Carson. You don't shut the fuck up. I'm putting your head on the spike. You already did your job. You already did your job. I already got it. Yeah, yeah, he's like, I got three kids. I got three kids. Fuck up, or you can get out the paint. Like, what you want? He should have. That that now that is what he should have done. He should have been like Allison. Look, like I already have the kids. Like you are actually useless at this point. Like in ter- in terms of like what her what her you know position is. Like you have nothing else. Like all you were your your job was for to produce heirs. I have my. I mean, heirs. She is keeping him alive, though. Yeah, she's well, his primary well. caretaker, but he's also the fucking king. That nigga could get a primary <laughs> caregiver. This nigga could have twenty nurses around the clock if he wanted. Like, yeah, it's true. It's like that. That she, I think she does that. Like she serves that function to make her of value to Viserys and to also kind of like numb his senses. Like she keeping that nigga slid. She's like, I got some wine ready for you as soon as we get on the boat. Like she's trying to keep that nigga dulled in terms of his senses and what he's doing. Like she's trying to find ways for her to still be seen as as valuable to him. And whatnot, and to exert that influence over him because she knows, like, hey, her her duty has is kind of done. She's provided male heirs for him. For him, like, there's really no other position that she has, and besides just standing there and looking pretty. So, so where did this where did this moment, you know, kind of kind of rank as far as like moments we've seen in Game of Thrones because I already said this this kind of rank this episode ranks really high for me just like as far as things I've seen from the GOT universe period so this moment or this episode uh let's just go with the moment because I feel like this explosive moment kind of made the episode what it is it's like a pivotal for for the shock factor of everything that happened well no one died so I can't you know I can't I rank it that high up, I, you know, with like, you know, the red wedding and the, the purple wedding or Oberyn getting his head uh, blown up or like stuff like that. But just for I can put it, I can put it over Oberyn. I can put it over Oberyn in the mountain. Oh, no. I don't know. On that moment of TV, it was still the most shocked. It was one of the most shocked I've ever been. <laughs> that that, that is that is shocking. But in terms of like the gravity and like what this symbolizes and the importance of this in terms of the show, I think this is like of. Like, this is of higher importance than Oberyn getting his eyeballs pushed in. That was, like, shocking and gory to see. But, like, in terms of what this means, this is a larger scale and magnitude. But I can't put this over, like, Cersei blowing up the set. I can't put this over that. I can't put this over, you know, I can't put this over um, Hardhome with, you know, the Night King fucking raising his arm and like we seeing like the power of like that is like a jaw dropping, like shocking moment. Like I can put it over that. Um, I think I think it's like I think it could creep into like top 10 moments, but it's like on the lower end of the of the top 10 moments if we had to put it in there. Because yeah. I, I yeah, think I probably it. like at least five or six moments that that are probably like you said, red, red, and purple wedding. Like those ones are going to be up there higher in terms of moments as well. So maybe late top 10. Just, just as far as, because I think this is the first time, at least in the Thrones universe, that we've seen that like there's information dump that, like you said, as the audience we're privy to, that all of a sudden, all right, now all the major lords are also privy to. You know what I mean? It's like it's like, it's like a, a rumor getting aired out. It's like every, everyone knows what's happening now, not just us. I don't know. It's just, yeah. it's, just, it's just weird just because we haven't seen anything like that. And just when I heard it, 
I thought the repercussion. I, I thought they were having to do something. To, I thought they were having to do something, to Allison, after the scene, because you just yeah. can't. You just can't let that happen to your to the air. What like what this scene? What like why I think this is gonna age so well because this scene really just because like we obviously knew that this is a show about the dance of the dragons, but this is the scene where like the characters realize, oh shit, like we're about to go to war. And, like, it's like it's it, about to yeah. get really fucking ugly. And like this shit cannot be healed. Like we're all we're all cooked. And like that's so fucking significant. You know, and I that's think good. that's why this is, is gonna age really good. I'm cause I'm glad you said that because at this moment as well, like we saw earlier in the episode where you again we saw Viserys sees the walls are closing in on him. That's why he goes to talk to Damon. And then this scene is when he really knows, okay, we got an issue. And this would be the perfect time for him to show his hand at least portray some strength and lock this shit up. But again, we sh- it shows him being a weak king, allows this shit to play out, and then we now know it's going to be the catalyst to go into uh, the dance. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, it's like that, the the cut that Allison gives Rhaenyra is like Archduke Ferdinand getting assassinated for World War. That's, that's, the, that's the shot, that's the shot heard around the world or whatever, you know, that it's, it's public it's in front of all the major players in this coming war, and it's going to be spread immediately. You know, there's plenty of witnesses to see it. So I was like, this is, like we said, this is where we see the battle lines drawn, and there is no real going back at this point. Because after that scene, we, we get a good scene with Otto and Allison. Fuck Otto, Otto comes and God. visits her Fuck and says, it's like, my daughter, I didn't know, I didn't, I've never seen that side, of, uh, that side of you before. I didn't know that you were capable of it. And then they start to go back and forth, have some banter, and he says, uh, we play an ugly game. Now I'm glad, I'm glad to know you can get your hands dirty because if you ride with me, we're going to the top, girl. <laughs> now that I know you about that life, we go to the top. Excellent pep talk. Excellent. And he said, I didn't know you had that dog in you, man. I didn't know you had, didn't know you had that dog in you, Ali. Oh, man. Yeah, that was nasty. All right, so let's talk about, you know, the the end of the episode, the final final twist. You know, the Mr. I should have been there himself. So, Mr. Couldn't right. finish himself. Man, Lenor, man. Let, let's talk about it because in the books, Please, you know, well, in it. the book, it doesn't. Well, it's accepted across the realm that he died. It's like Carl killed Lenor, and they never found Carl. That's what it says in the book. But in the show, they made it so that they escaped together, which is really cool because, like, it doesn't even it doesn't like officially say Lenor died in the book, so. It's really up for interpretation, so I love it that they took it that way, you know, because I was, I was wondering, I was like, damn, man, they're going to have Lena's funeral and kill Lenor in the same episode? Because, like, it happens, like, further apart in the book, um, Lenor uh, disappearing or whatever. I was like, damn, they're going to do it the same episode? That should have been nasty, man, but they pulled it off, and, like, that shit was the twist. Uh, that shit was an amazing plot twist. You know, I, hey. I was shocked. I, I I will say this, y'all are y'all are giving me uh, flag last couple episodes. Well, not you, Dante, but KP specifically. 
give me give me flack when I said, hey, if he don't want to have heirs. Oh, also, I will say this. I'm glad I'm glad we now know they tried. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm I gotta, we, me and Mike got to come on here and apologize publicly <laughs> because we was on that nigga's ass for not like doing this and that. Nigga was saying we should have invented IVF and artificial insemination, whatever. <laughs> hey. We're like, okay, you tried. Yeah. All right, you tried. No, they tried that. more than once. I will apologize. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad they put that in the show, you know. Twice. They said know. it like uh, two, yeah. like Rhaenyra said it and then Lenor said it. So like they, but, they made sure to drive that public. But, well, uh, what I did want to say is we all know this nigga Lanor was not happy in his role and his position. He would have been much happier, you know, disinheriting, giving away his titles and thrones and going Essos with Carl or whoever, whatever paramour he wanted. And I'm glad to see at the end of the day, again, I'm vindicated with saying he should do that because he went and did it. <laughs> it that's I all mean, I got to say. Yeah, he's gonna be much happier for it. He's gonna be much happier for it. It's been a good app for for Mike's predictions, for Mike's mm. outlandish predictions. It's very no, rare that he's no. shooting two for two right now. Hey, man, <laughs> I got more. I got more. Like you no, weird. <laughs> weird. It's almost like you knew what was gonna happen. Yeah, I will so. say. I will say. I was shocked though, because I definitely thought that nigga was burned. And I saw him on the boat. I was thinking, nah, he's about to die right here though. They, they they can't they can't send us off with this dude actually living. I thought that was going it was going to be like a little finger thing. Remember when he had um, the fool on that? Uh, he hit him with yeah. the crossbow when he brought Sansa out there. I thought somebody's about to get sniped like that. Facts. Lenor chopped the top, man. He cut the dreads off, man. He got the he got the uh, unsullied cut. You know, he's, he's good to go. I was shocked. I was like, hey, man, good for him, man. Good for yeah, him. He's good in there. One thing I think, like, I think it makes, it it really validates that conversation that Rhaenyra and Lenor have. Like, when he comes back and he's, like, apologizing for, like, shit, I was drunk as fuck. Like, I'm sorry I missed. I'm sorry I wasn't there. Like, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to change. I, I realize that everything I'm doing is putting you in jeopardy. And, you know, he's like, I need to be better. Like, I'm going to change. I'm sending Carl away and I'm going to completely devote myself to, to, like, helping you, to helping you being heir and raising the kids to be princes. Like, he was like, I'm gonna, he's like, yeah, you know, at that point, I mean, but I appreciate it. Like, hey, he's like, hey, OK, I'm going to start taking my duties as, like a, as a father. Because <laughs> that's what we also said. We're like, all right, bro, if you can't have kids, you then have to take your duties seriously as being a father of the kids. Like, and you, you know, you claim them and you say you love them and all this shit, but you're not doing any of that father shit. You're just like completely abandoning them in terms of like being just, you know, letting them you know, do, do whatever they want and kind of never really being there for them. And so I felt like that was really good there. And he, he was really having some self-reflective moments where he's talking to Rhaenyra about like, I hate that the gods made me this way. And I feel like that's very relatable for probably a lot of the LGBTQ plus audience that's listening to this shit, you know, because that's probably a lot of things that they, they grapple with. And Rhaenyra responds to that very caring, very loving, where most people in this show, most people in, you know, the real world would honestly be like, yeah, you should be like, you know, would have kicked the mother down. And like, yeah, you should be, you should feel that way. Like, this is true. All those things are bad. Like, yeah, you should have done better and whatnot. And she's like, I don't. I'm glad that you're the way that you are. Like, you're a good person. 
Like, you know, you're a good person. You're a good and man. That's rare. You're, you're a good man. That's rare. And if she had went from having that conversation with Lenar to then getting him killed, orchestrating <laughs> his murder, that would have been the grimiest Nasty. shit. That would have been the grimiest I shit. Like, I would have I might have had to switch to Team Green off that. Like, that's the kind of <laughs> shit that makes you reconsider. I was like, that, because that's a complete yeah. 180 in terms of, I, I was like, know. bro, she she said something, like, to this, to his face. Like, at least you feel like, you know, Renera is, is selfish, and she likes doing things for her enjoyment mm-hmm. and whatnot. But you, I don't think she's as bad. She's not Damon, you know? I, I was know. like, she's not... She's not that bad, oh, is what man. I'm saying. And I was like, and I think, and I think the mm-hmm. shit that she, if she had done that to Renera or to Lenor, you know, that would have been worse than you know things that Damon did. Because like Damon killed his wife, but Damon also never fucking fucked with his wife. Like Damon never liked his wife. It was why he was always shit talking her. She was over there repeatedly, like actually being supportive of Lenor. And, you know, and and all this stuff to his face. And then if she had moved to get him killed. So I think this is a great piece of character development for like how Rhaenyra is as a leaner and showing like, hey, like she she's willing to look for maybe not, you know, like the best compromise that she can do in situations like she's she's willing to be you know, to bend and to, and, you know, to conform on some things and make some compromises in terms of like, she's like, look, like I, I, I understand that I need to short my alliance with Damon and I love him and I want to be with him. But I also, at the same time, am not going to like kill this man that has been, you know, for the most part, good to me these past 10 plus years, you know, and has gone along with that, you know? Well, go ahead, KP. Yeah, I was just going to uh, piggyback off of that. It was a very shrewd move because what are her and Damon talking about? You know, people will start saying, oh, Rhaenyra got Lenore killed so she can marry Damon. And even though they know that's not really the case, you know, that fear is is a tool, you know, to quote the Batman. So, you know, the realm thinks, oh, shit, man, what what's she going to do to me if I if I get on her bad side, you know? So that that's just another thing they got working for them. Some good, uh, some good bit of leadership, good bit of politics, good bit of being a boss, a little mafia boss action. For the, way, the way I see it, though, the reason I was so shocked because personally, I wouldn't put it past Rainier and or Damon to kill Lenore. even uh, even after even after Rainier had that conversation. Because I think at the end of the day, the one thing Rainier wants the most is to be queen. And if Lenore's fucking her game up and is going to put her in jeopardy and put her kids' sons and uh, kids' lives in jeopardy, I think I would not put it past her to instantly have that conversation. And realize this this guy's cooked; he's not going to be able to help us. Let's get him out the pain. Uh-huh. I can easily yeah, see him have that, that conversation. It is fucked up, but like, hey, like you said, it's, it's, it's a wicked world they live in. It's a dirty game they playing. I'm not Man, putting it past think- here, and I ain't putting it past Damon to have that dude killed off. I mean, I'm not putting it past Damon. Yeah, I was like, I don't think that's what I'm saying. I was like, I think that's what separates her from being Cersei. Like, she's not, she's not all, she's not the honorable and noble Ned Stark, but she's also not Cersei. You know, she's willing. Like, she is, she is selfish, and she does things for like her own rights and stuff. But she's also not like complete dickhead. You know, I mean, she's still a Targaryen though. Danny burned down the whole city. 
I mean, shit, yeah. that's that's different. It's two different people, man. Why you? Yeah, two you, different you people. Like, this family in a box. She's close. She's she's one of the close. Like she's. I think from that you can see that. Like, hey, she's got some things from like her father in her. Like, you know, for all the things we might call Viserys weak or whatnot, but we know Viserys is like a good person. And you know, as she's she's fighting through and she's like, hey, I don't want to be you know weak like my father, but not everything he does is weakness. You know, she's, yeah, she's trying to she's trying to take some of those good qualities from him, but also at the same time exude strength. Fact, I guarantee if, if Lenor comes were to come out and put her life or her kid's life in jeopardy, she would not hesitate to kill this man. That's this. No what conversation? Like, why would, why would do that? Though? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, why would he, like, yes? Okay, I was like, yes. Rhaenyra, we've seen Rhaenyra. Like, if she is provoked and backed into a corner, she will lash out. But I'm saying, like, Lenor not doing that shit. Like, right, you know, like here's he, the thing. Remember um, when she's talking to Damon earlier, and you know she. She hates Allison by this point. She's like, I don't think Allison's capable of murder. You know, like so they, they both have that. Well, not Allison now, but Rhaenyra has that line that, you know, she's not going to, she wouldn't get Lenore whacked. So, like, she, she's got a moral compass. She, she might that's, be a bitch. She's a rich white girl, but, you know, she has a moral compass. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It just makes her like, it's like, okay, I see, like, at least she has, like, a line. Like, you know, you see, you see the line in the sand and it's like, okay, we can, you know, we can, we can respect that, you know, she is not, she's not weak. She, you know, she's flawed, but she's not like, you know, she's not a, she's not as bad as, you know, the tyrants that we have seen occur throughout Game of Thrones. Don't be surprised when she crossed that line multiple times in the coming seasons. I'm going to come back to this pod. It's like, wait. We're talking about about episode seven. I was like, yeah, we're talking about episode seven. I mean, all I'm saying is I'm I'm not putting it past her. I would not have put it past her to have that dude kill for real. Opinions are subject to change based off of new context and information. But as of right now, I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. So so now that Lenore is, you know, out of the mix. Oh, um, I was going to ask, what's up with C-Smoke? You know? That's, yeah, yeah, see, yeah, that's what I was about to say, too. I was like, she kind of traded C-Smoke for Caraxes, like Caraxes. You know, I was like, it's not like Lenore didn't have a dragon. It wasn't a dragon rider. Like, what's going on with that? She could have had They keep in sea smoke in the back pocket. They're making they're making people think, damn, sea smoke can be claimed. And as soon as the tide started to get real tough, here comes sea smoke to save the day. I guarantee it. I can see it happening for one battle. With it's who? gonna be a surprise, a surprise Lenore cameo. Like you think, you to say they can't, she can't send for Lenore? Oh, you think they're gonna pull her? They just gonna keep her, keep him as like an on, on, on IR, like and they yeah. gonna retcon him back. Okay, okay. I'm not gonna retcon him back, but she can send for him. Like, yo, we need you. Everyone thinks he's dead. No one can find Sea Smoke. Why? Why not? Like, why would you just get rid of a dragon like that if you really didn't have to? I mean, Sea Smoke didn't go nowhere. Sea Smoke's staying. Yeah, but yeah, she's really saying- getting, he's still bound to. Uh, he's still bound to Lenor. Yeah, no one can control him while he's alive. Maybe yeah, that's true. I think. Uh, well, that's a, that's an interesting. Like you know, that's kind of interesting. Um, 
fucking like hypothesis or whatever, or like, you know, prediction for coming for the future seasons that we'll, we'll see Lanor then. I mean, for that, for your prediction to come too, they got to bring Lanor back into the story then. And that's definitely Lainor not the, canon the from the <laughs> I, Hey, I've been right before. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right, man. Mike said it here first. Lanor's coming back. He's going to turn the tides of some battle. I just can't see why introduce Sea Smoke at all, and then just to have him in for one episode, just for him not to come back. I mean, it could happen, but I feel like it'd be a good surprise to turn the tide against uh, a dragon fight or some shit. Would be a good surprise. So keep that in the back pocket, Lenor. You still on call, brother? And we can out you at any time. Hey, get you found. <laughs> we know what's up, nigga. We can come and get you. So hey, faceless men on call, nigga. Stay by the phone. <laughs> so let's let's finish off with, you know, the MVP of the episode. And let's go into some predictions for next week uh, where we're getting another small time jump. I'm hearing it's like seven years. That's not, I don't see that Maybe small. That that's a pretty, I was like, that's a pretty. Well, I think, I think the, it's going to be more. Nah, it's going to be big enough for the kids to be not kids anymore. Like they're at least gonna be like late teens, early twenties. No, they're gonna be they're gonna be like teenagers. Teenagers? Okay. I feel like in the trailer yeah. or whatever, I saw I saw Vayman looking kind of old, man. Oh, Amen? Well, shit, that nigga well, lost the like, eye. He started yeah, aging. I started Amen looking kind of old and and everything and and everything. So he looked, he was like taller and everything. I was like, this nigga looked like he's in his twenties or whatnot. What what I can uh, see happening, or uh, go ahead, or you want me to go? Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Um, obviously, in my opinion, the winner of the episode is Amon. Although he obviously. lost an eye, he did he did okay. get control of the biggest nuke in the whole world of Game of Thrones. Crazy and an absolute dub for for Team Green with that. And the kid's bold, so I, I got to respect it. He, he definitely got the dub for the episode uh, prediction. Again, I can see that since we're getting the older kids, uh, they're probably more seasoned on Dragonback. Same thing with um, the uh, with Damon's kids and Jaceris and Luke. I can low key see in there be a. It might sound wild, but I can see there being a dragon fight next episode. Is, it, is next episode the penultimate? No, mm-hmm. it's eight. Nope, next episode is eight. Yeah, we got more. Okay, uh, I want to. I'll, I'll save my dragon fight prediction for the penultimate then. But I can see there being some 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 whispers or some or some start of kindling of the kids really getting after it. Should they know there might be a dragon fight next episode? <laughs> I can see it. But I will say this: I can I can see the Sarahs dying next episode. I'm I'm finally putting my I'm finally calling it my <laughs> official call. The Sarahs is dead next episode. Hey man, I, I'm I, second I, that prediction. I'm gonna second that. I've given up on Viserys pack watch. That nigga, <laughs> that nigga, the death watch for him. He has beat every death watch I've ever tried. <laughs> nigga, I was like, this nigga is Teflon. Uh, I don't know what Maester uh, Orwell feeding that Dante, man. Dante been coming for him since episode one. <laughs> that nigga looks like uh, he's about to die. He's been looking like he's about to die for a long time. I mean, it's been about 25 years where you thought he was about to bite the dust and he just keeps surviving. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still here, bitch. That nigga has yeah. the survivability of a cockroach, so I will I will hold off on any any death watch for him. 
But I actually, I'm going to give my MVP to, to Damon. That nigga, that, that nigga has happened into his third wife, bruh. Like somehow, just, just <laughs> chilling. It has happened into his third wife and has Mr. married. Mr. Bitches. Mr. Bitches. And has married up at every encounter. Like he's literally <laughs> got, like, who, who gets to their third wife and actually is on their best one at their third one? You yeah. know what I mean? Like he's Only married. Targaryen. Up. He has married up at every situation. So props to Damon for that on the on the MVP. And I think my prediction for next episode is that I think the Valerians are gonna are gonna switch sides for a bit. You know, I feel like I feel like Vayman is not happy with you know just not happy with how Rhaenyra has been handling the situation. Rhaenys is already not happy. It's like you take Corliss out the mix there. Vayman's next in Vayman's next in line, you know? And so I feel like they will have some because now that you know Lenor is dead, you know, Vayman is the is the next in line for the, the throne. They're not gonna give it to the child Lucerus, I don't think. So not now. I guess I don't think they would <laughs> give it to him now. So I think I think I think that like, you know, Vayman comes in and has a change of heart on, you know, whose side he's on because he doesn't appreciate how kind of Rhaenyra has like kind of diluted, you know, their, their family blood. That's my prediction. Okay. All right. Okay. My MVP, you know, I got to go with Eamon one eye, man. Lost yeah. an eye, gained a dragon. That's an iconic line from the book. And I, yeah, that was just, that was amazing. He's going to be a great villain. Um, Prediction, I like that prediction about uh, Vayman, Dante. Um, I think, you know, they said Corliss was injured in the Stepstones. I said that in the preview. Then, so, yeah, you know. that's, that, that was my thought. I was like, uh, yeah. well, the other two remaining niggas don't really fuck with, you know, are kind of upset with, like, it's not like they don't fuck with Rhaenyra, but they're mad that she, you know, she didn't have a kid with Lano, right? They're mad mm-hmm. that it's not a true, true-born Valerian. Yep. So I think Vayman is going to put his claim forward for Driftmark because next episode is called uh, The Lord of the Tides. I think Vayman's going to put his claim forward. And I think Rhaenys is going to put Bela and Reyna's claim forward or Bela or Reyna, one of them, <laughs> one of their claims forward to be the lady of Driftmark. And um, I think somebody... Maybe Viserys is going to have to choose before he dies. I don't know who is in charge of that. Um, so we'll see. Mm. That'll be yeah. That'll be interesting to see. I forgot that is the name of the the next episode. So maybe yeah. maybe uh, Craxes burns Vayman alive. You know they don't fuck with each other, so <laughs> they really do not. <laughs> they really well, do. Not. Do we have anything else to touch on, fellas? Do we do we miss anything? <laughs> Nope. Hmm. Nope. I, th- I imagine Ross are probably going to be able to see Luke's, Jace's, and Aegon's dragons for the first time next episode. I imagine. Yeah, I want to see more dragon them. I want them to introduce the kids again, but like on some badass. Like this is what they've been up to. Like a good little training montage. You know, you know, I like to see we'll that shit. Well, let's see we what the see, kids. Been up uh, to. Yeah, we'll probably we'll probably see some duo, some you know, some joint dragon riding with. With um Jason, Luke, and mm-hmm. and Bela. Or, oh, uh, the dragons out on this episode. Man. I know. They, they run them out. I know what I want to ask you guys. I saw someone post this online. Do you think they should have recasted Lanor? Like, because I, I feel like he, he, was, yeah. he was like, you think they should have? 
Because I, I don't think like, Asian ten years for black people is a lot different for Asian ten years for white people. So, like, but like dude, he just he would look like a like a legit a kid next to Emma Darcy though. Yeah, put some yeah I mean, on, shit, man, Mike, he, would look, he would look like Tommen next to her. Yeah, go back oh, ten yeah. years. Go back ten years. Go go look through your 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 Instagram profile or whatever from ten years from now. You changed from fucking sixteen. <laughs> I was like, you changed from fucking sixteen to twenty six. Like, come on. Yeah. Now. I was like, now from twenty six to thirty six, you're not changing that much. But yeah, from sixteen to twenty six, you are you are changing. It. True. Although I thought he already looked like he that's was like why, That's why they so. can do they can do this next like however many long years, probably close to another decade, without without changing you know the adult actors because it's like once you get to a certain age as an adult, all you're doing is getting some more lines on your face. At that point, you know you're just yeah. getting some more wrinkles. After this time jump, like the people that are playing the kids, like they're gonna let them like start to like grow into those roles, kind of like how we saw Arya and all them grow up. They're gonna start growing into these roles and shit. Be like, oh yeah, that nigga does look older this season because it's been two years type shit. So yeah. But uh, yeah, if that's all we got, then uh, fuck it. Thanks for thanks for listening, haters. You know, until next time, you know, stay tuned in with Man Gossip on Twitter. Uh, go ahead and follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get them shits at. All uh, the SoundCloud, all the mediums. Uh, go support 93 and Beyond Apparel. Yes, sir. Um, 93, new t-shirt about to drop. Go watch us on, on YouTube. You know, get them views up. Get them views up. Yeah. Leave a comment, uh, goddammit. What you like about what you like? Like, comment, like comment, subscribe. You know, you know right. you. But until next week, we're going to have another another banger for you next week. But until then, it's KP. It's Mikey Dimes. d Keep on hating. Keep on seeing. We'll see you next week. Peace.